it was called Vasgore. It's close in nearby to Hanover and Hamburg. And they have like, I don't know, 400 people in that town. It was small. It was really, really small town. They didn't speak English. And it was German. German for me is hard. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at what you're doing to me. Uh, it's been one year, four months, and a couple of weeks. Uh, and yet, it's still nothing compared to the nights on the beach. Welcome back to Curate Curiosity, where we help you discover the details for the trips you've been thinking about taking for years. Offline right now, we're focused on nailing down a few more details for our ski season. Currently, we have our first six days planned, and four of those six are outside the U.S. Let's go. We couldn't be more stoked to be starting our season north of the border. Canada and Austria, here we come. Stay tuned for more information and updates as our plans solidify, especially if you're skiing on an Indy Pass like we do. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to give a quick Chicago wreck right off the red line. I'm pretty passionate about seeing my city as a tourist, and I think it's best to start with what's right out my front door. I don't need to take a flight or get a passport stamp to see what's happening on my block or beyond. So with that in mind, I'm going to be providing some local Chicago wrecks to highlight how beautiful this city can be around the clock, no matter where you find yourself. The next time you're out for lunch or for dinner and you fill in some Thai food, you got to pop into Cozy Noodle and Rice. Cozy, C-O-Z-Y, is located at Sheffield and Cornelia, just a block and a half from the Addison stop in Wrigleyville. You'll pass Wrigley on the way. This place is special. This location opened in 2003 and they've basically been printing money ever since. Cozy Noodle and Rice is known for its wacky decor of collectibles from the bathroom to the front counter, but the service and the food are always ideal. The family that runs this place makes it a point to remember whoever stops by, and that's what I love about it. Cozy's has a very special place in my heart when I think Chicago cuisine because it opened the same year I moved here 20 years ago, and their quality and customer service have never changed. A couple things to consider before you check it out. Number one, it's cash only. Number two, it's BYOB. And three, it's in Wrigley. So check the Cubs game schedule before you decide to pull up and recognize that the parking lot is pretty small. So plan on taking the red line or paying to park a few blocks away. My last time at Cozy's was this fall, right after we moved back to Chicago. We treated some friends from Argentina to one of our local favorites in their neighborhood. And I'd be surprised if they haven't been back once or twice without us. If you want to get a quick quality meal on the north side and you're feeling some Thai food, check out Cozy Noodles and Rice right off the red line. Today's episode is all about my friend Elvis Sotiro. We'll hear about how he started traveling in Spain along with two of his life-changing trips to Germany and Canada. Elvis breaks down his trips to provide a perfect balance between the reality check of small town life and what you can expect in big city experiences around the world. This episode is a must listen for any nomads or remote workers looking to explore time in Toronto or obscure parts of Germany. As a biologist, photographer, and musician, Elvis brings his whole self wherever he goes, and it always leads to fast friends, good times, and a few new memories. Hey, 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 
I am your host, Dietrich Hunter, here with another episode of Curate Curiosity. We talk about travel, we talk about adventure, and we just talk about life. So, Elvis, what's up, man? Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Hey, hello, everybody. Hello, Dietrich. It's a pleasure to talk with you again. It's been a long time, you know? For real. <laughs> yes. yes uh, a bit about myself. Uh, I have to say, I'm a Peruvian guy. Actually, I haven't been, I wasn't born in Peruvia, in Peru. I was born here in Madrid, in Spain. I've been here from here my entire life. I have traveled a lot, a lot. For a time, I wanted to, I wanted to move. Yeah, I wanted to move out from Spain. I was thinking seriously to go to, to uh, and live in Toronto. Then I thought about to live in uh, Germany. You know, I'm Christian also. I, I grew up in a church, in a church family. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that uh, feeling or that uh, spirituality made me, all, made me all the time think about uh, what God wants from me, in a, in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all, my basis is around that. Right now, I'm here in Spain. I'm working here with my girlfriend. My We're engaged, but actually currently girlfriend. And we're going to be working together and making a life out of it. So, Well, thank you for providing that picture, right? Yeah, your family is a, it makes you a transplant to Spain, but obviously that's where you were born. And I mean, that idea of being a transplant, but then also wanting to travel, right? So being yeah. a traveler at, at heart and knowing that, you know, not maybe being from Spain, maybe even inspired you to want to move around a bit and explore, right? Wow, that's that's a great point. <laughs> yes, I think that's that could be. Yeah, I think I really vibe with the same because I mean, I grew up in Peoria, Illinois, not a different country, but very different from Chicago. And without that move from Peoria to Chicago, I don't know if my scope or my mind would be as wide and open as it is. I think that it's super, super key to consider the impact of transitions right obviously yeah. for your family it happened before you were born but yeah your family is very connected to your culture and and also i appreciate you you know bringing in the aspect of faith that's how we met so so many years ago that's how we got connected again when we were living in spain is through church and that that deepened our friendship and your love of music and just kind of vibing over any instrument i think is always so impressive to me thanks for for sharing just those snapshots about yourself is there any other project or thing that you have going on right now that you kind of want to describe or yeah so the project that i have in mind right now and we are doing it we're working we're working with schools we are biologists my girlfriend and i it's great i love it also i i I love kids they are Full of energy. I full, I'm full of energy too. So the project we have right now is uh, with schools. We we provide a service where we make hikes with the kids and easy trails, easy hikes for them. We show them animals. We explain about the environment. We explain about how how it is. All the things that we we are surrounded by right uh, out in the nature and it's not far away from their schools it's not far away from their homes there
So going forward from there, uh, we have a game. So the game is for you. Uh, it's also for the audience to kind of get an idea of who you are through what you like and uh, what your perspective is. So you can take these as seriously and scientific or as whimsical as you'd like. Um, but the game is one gotta go. So I'm going to give you a list of four things and you tell me which one of those four has to get eliminated, gone, completely erased. So out of these four foods, which one's gotta go? Popcorn, chips, cookies, or candy? Popcorn, chips, cookie, chips, or candy? Chips. Chips? chips for, for sure. For chips, sure. Chips. Why? For Why sure. chips? Because popcorn. You need those. <laughs> Cinema, movies, you know, to hang out. Um, candy. Candy is essential for the kids. You can't erase them. You yes. can't. Impossible to to do that. And cookies, man, you have to, to have something to to go with the milk. You know, you, you need those. You need something with the milk. There it you is. Can't, you can't do that with the chips. You can't. You can't. You chips, can't, are, you can't. chips are probably a close second. I'm definitely a sweets person, but I would have chosen to eliminate popcorn. I just feel like there's so many types of chips that I like. I crave sometimes, you know, like a good okay. bag of chips set with a sandwich is just like. Mm. Well, that, that's true. That's true because Doritos, no? Doritos is chips. Well, right? and in, in Spain, right? They have chuches and they also have chips that come to the table sometimes. So I think that, oh. you know, <laughs> when you go out, you got to have something small on the table. And I think having popcorn on the table is what we do here at the bars. But uh, I think yeah. I like chips and chuches a lot better. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I love popcorn. I'm sorry. That's it. All right. This next one's a little more... Uh, little harder to choose this is to toiletries so this toiletries <laughs> one is a little different which one's gotta go deodorant toothpaste soap or toilet paper yeah it's hard <laughs> it's hard that one's not easy i i can say i can say that i i have been a boy scout sometimes it happens you don't have toilet paper <laughs> oh sometimes it happens yes yo it happens. <laughs> Dang. So you just gotta, you're just thinking leaves or a bidet or what's up yeah i mean you could use tons of all things you know you have <laughs> other choices alternatives all right have... he said toilet, <gasps> toilet paper, paper. <laughs> wow i would probably say deodorant i think deodorant <laughs> is good but it's like you can always just shower again right like it's like Deodorant is yeah. kind of extra, you know? That's the only one on the list for me that doesn't seem extra. And we don't have bidets here. If we had bidets here, like, everywhere, I might agree with you. But because they're so rare in America, I would, I would say deodorant, yeah. <laughs> no, I need my deodorant. Because yeah? if, not, if not, everybody is going to know that I'm there, you know? All right, this is a special Spanish edition. Ooh. Which one's got to go? Jamón. Turrones, paella, or churros? Um, <laughs> wow. wow. Jamón, turrones, paella, or churros? No. <laughs> uno, uno se tiene que ir. Uno, hay que darlo uh, de todo el mundo. Ostras. So, paella, no. Paella has to stay, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's our identity. Nice. You need paella and also paella. So 
it's like a cultural thing here in Spain, the small towns. Yeah. You can't you can erase those. <laughs> I hear you. And then also Hammond has to stay. Again, it's cultural, it's a special picks. I'm thinking in, in Hamon Iberico. They they do such a great work so to 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 present us el jamón, el good jamón, you know? Yeah. And then uh turrón y churros. Mm, turrón y churros. Ostras. <laughs> es que tu... Churros. Churros has to go. Do you know why? Because turrón is here in Spain at this is special for Christmas. It's like the time that you gather together with the family. And you need to run, mazapan. You need all those things. You need yeah. those things. Yeah. You can't have a Christmas party with to run without, yeah. without to run. Polvoron. You need those yeah. things. You'd say churros. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're going to hate my answer. So I think if I had to choose, I'd have to get rid of turrones. Some family, when they came, they wanted to try it. So we went into a, a couple of the uh, different turron shops and stuff. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the consistency or the flavor. It's just not for me. Um, my first trip outside of the peninsula, uh, it was with my church, actually. I, I was practicing in the van. Um, they asked us to trip to Mallorca. That trip was very special for me because I had 15 years old. And it was the first experience on a plane. I remember all the sounds so scary for me my first time. I remember when i was high high enough that i couldn't see anything i just saw uh, the clouds and i saw the blue of the sea the mediterranean sea i was so impressed that i could do that you know i was so impressed that i could change my place in a couple of hours i could change all those stuff that i know in i don't know four hours five hours two hours yeah it's awesome it's awesome so that was my first trip it was special also because i play play for the first time in in a big band it was the first time that i realized that i liked it go to another place to meet uh, new people to meet new things for me it was new and to do different things i loved yeah. that i love that i still do i still do that was that was my my most loving memory i have in, with trips I have a couple of those, uh, a couple more special uh, events in my life, like Chicago. My mm. first trip outside of Spain was to go to Chicago. That was scary too. 18 years old, 19 years old, also. Mm -hmm. And I didn't speak English at all. Like, <laughs> oh, bro. Mm. I, I couldn't talk to you that time. And I remember I, I met a, a lot of you guys, a lot of uh, new people for me in a new language. And that that was like Mallorca, but a hundred times, a thousand times, um, a thousand times experience, you know, like wah, all those things together for me, my brain was like, oh, wow, I like this. After Mallorca, Chicago, I start to travel, travel, travel. I love to travel. Once I... I I had uh, 18 years old. 
<laughs> all the things I could is travel, travel, travel. That makes me think, yeah. So I have to say that the music and the church with the music gave me those experiences that maybe I could have another another ways, another roots, I don't know. But for me, was that. Uh, since those two trips, and since you, you know, have gone outside of Spain many more times, right? What would you say would qualify as your best trip? You've lived abroad at other times. You've traveled plenty um, on your own. Germany was a special time for me. It was the last year of my career as a biologist in college. You have to present a thesis so you can get a diploma. You can get a license uh, as a biologist or as whatever you want to be. Uh, so my thesis, uh, it was about birds. I had to make an ethogram. Ethogram is uh, a study of the behavior of those animals. So I had to study one specific bird, hummingbird. Here in Europe, we don't have hummingbirds. They are not here. They are not from here. They are from South America and America, all that part of uh, California, all those things. Mm -hmm. We have those uh, hummingbirds, more than 300 species of hummingbirds there. But here in Europe, we don't have any. And the only place that they do have in Germany, but it was in a small center of studies called the Vogel Park. They had tons of species of birds, tons, 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 tons. That moment is, was special for me because the last year of school, uh, of school, you usually don't usually you don't go out because you want to finish here in Spain and you want to go get a job here or whatever. Mm. But I did I did the different thing. I tried to make my thesis outside of my comfort zone uh, because I had that um, interest to travel and. If I can I keep studying uh, while I'm traveling, let's do it. So I try that. I try that. Um, this center, this center uh, provide me that opportunity. They gave me the, the opportunity to work with them, study in that center. And they, they hired me as a worker, as a biologist there after my thesis was completed. I was there for two years. So the thing is, I thought... I had to make this thesis in six months, but I ended up being there for two years. And the experience for me was awesome. It was my first time not sharing my home with anybody. You know, I was living alone, totally alone. In Madrid, I was living with my dad and with my parents. In Canada, living with some kind of friends, always with people, always with people. But here in Germany, I had a time for myself. I had a time where I was working in a small town in Germany. It was called Vasrode. It's close in nearby to Hanover and Hamburg. And they have like, I don't know, 400 people in that town. It was small. It was really, really small town. Also, they didn't speak English at all. They didn't speak English because that was a small town. When you go to into another country and you go in a small town they don't have the need to speak english they just speak their foreign language you know the native sorry the native language mm -hmm. and it was german german for me is hard <laughs> so it was 
It was it was like Chicago again, and for me that was the the peak of my of my of my trips. I love Germany. I love the culture. The people so awesome. And I don't like the weather. That's for true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the weather, but for me Germany it, it's gonna be in my heart forever, and it's the peak of my trips. I could say. Break it down. What what was special about uh, where you stayed in that small town? Like, if you were to paint a picture for us, all the things that I think about Germany before I went to Germany, it was like beer, Oktoberfest, stereotypes I had on my mind before going in. Uh, all those things are not for real. Like the day by day makes you different. It makes you. I'm gonna give you a picture about my this little town. When you go into the little town, when you go a pub or a restaurant with the people from the little village, they they were like um, I don't know how to say like uh, agradecido. Uh, They're very grateful uh, and very yeah, like... gra- grateful, grateful that someone had to choose that city to to do something different. Because all the people who work in this center, they work in the center and just stay at the homes. Mm. But I wanted to. Go in, go in the, this this small town, the Vasore. Um, yeah, their culture is so full of um, history. You know, the, they have these uh, festivities every weekend. They had like um, some, sometimes they make fire of uh, clothes and they share sausage. They say curryburst, uh, curryburst is a okay. special typical food from there. Um, nice. In, in Christmas, they have the 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 wine, the vino, el vino caliente. Oh yeah, like well wine. wine. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a special one for each small town. Has one one characteristic, one specific wine. Mm. Um, the, the town in general. And the landscape is not beautiful because it was not. But the people there, the people there are awesome. They just yeah. love you. They, they want to share with you all those things they have. The kartoffel, the patatas, the potatoes <laughs> they just have everywhere. They want to share with you. They want to share with you moments. They want to show you things interesting for them. For example, they told me, let's go hike. And I say, like, hike here? What? It's plain. I mean, yeah, we can hike. We can, yeah. we can hike here. No, no, no. You will see. And they they knew. They knew specific spots in their area where you have to check out deers, where, where you can see birds, where you can see animals, where you can see things interesting. Like um, they had a bunker from the Second World War. They wow. have bunkers. They have they have an area that you can't go in because you could blow up because blow up because they have uh, mines, minas, minas. Yeah, mines. Yeah, mines. That's they crazy. have mines. They still have mines. They wanted to share all those stuff. Um, I was so grateful also because they accept me from the very beginning. Uh, they like my music also. I played every Wednesday, every Wednesday at night. I I, I went to the bar and I play piano. And I started with my piano, just my piano. And um, this guy from the restaurant, uh, he, he told me, hey, you can come back the next Wednesday and we can jam, we can, uh, that we're going to jam every Wednesday. What do you think about it? I said, let's go, let's do it. Sweet, and, every, and, and people came from, and we meet with the music again, again, with the music. <laughs> it was so cool. Every Wednesday, 
no me he perdido ninguna. I haven't lost any yeah. Wednesday, you know? I, wow. Every Wednesday. That's so and, good. And I didn't have the license card. So mm. I didn't have li license at that time. So I have to walk or ride a bike with my keyboard on my back. Gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. Um, yeah, it was a good, good time. That's mm -hmm. an insane experience. You guys have to go to Vesvoda. <laughs> yeah. Why? I've never been to Germany, but I've heard that small towns are definitely something worth seeing over there. Yes, so that's is. something that I need to uh, I need to add to the list for sure. Well, when you were there, um, it sounds like you had some insane experiences. And you said that the location itself was kind of a, a smaller town. Was it like Casco Historico, like what we had over in Alcalá de Henares? Or was it like more updated, modern, kind of like housing setup? No, historical. It was it historical. Was completely historical. Completely, completely. The houses from all ages. No way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I could say not all the town. Not um, not the whole town is like that because they they were building a cinema. They were building a cinema. Mm. They were building a CNA also. Gotcha. Uh, stories. Sweet man, and it sounds like like you said you had to eat out a little bit even while you were on your own. You were popping to bars and pubs and trying to like oh, yeah. just connect. Yeah. Are there yes. any standout foods? You mentioned uh, they they have like some special potatoes there, but for me, every Friday night we had currywurst on Saturday morning. Mornings, we have the leftovers of the currywurst. So. <laughs> so I, I, I definitely wouldn't consider curry as something that I would see in German cuisine, but I, I mean, why not? It goes well, right? I don't know. I, that's right. I didn't know. Schnitzel also, Schnitzel is good, but currywurst for, for us. Every awesome. week. All right. Cur <laughs> currywurst, I'm down. Yeah. I definitely love a good curry. We just had some curry the other day at work. So yeah, currywurst is on the list as well. That sounds good, my dude. And when you were there um, in the small town, did you ever bop out to Hamburg or some of the other nearby spaces or did you kind of stay put in your small town? Every weekend off I had, I, I, I was texting the guys from the little town and say, where we go? Show me, show me, show me other villages. And they told me Lüneburg, they go to Bremen, they go to uh, safari parks around the area. So they show me the, the whole area. It's not just Vasgore, because Vasgore is small. But Sorry. after that, you have to love things. You have a lot of small towns. And they, they just invite me everywhere, everywhere. That was awesome. Yeah, it was sad that I didn't have license car in that small town. So if you don't have a car, you are lost. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to text everyone to please just help me out. And they <laughs> and they and they did. They did. They did. It's not like Madrid. You've been living in Madrid, and you know Madrid is connected to everywhere. You yep. can go by train easily, whatever you want to be on time. No, in Vasgore <laughs> you can't. In Vasgore it's impossible. Like mm. no, no. <laughs> Interesting, man. That's really cool. It's cool to see too that your time there seems really focused on the people, right? Your ability wow. to connect with people changed that experience for you 100%, right? So mm, yeah. maybe if you were in a, a Hanover or Hamburg or Berlin, it would have been very different. You might have been more connected, um, but you might not have been as connected to the people. I think that's a, a good point because here in, in the town, I mean, it's like you... You know the people are there, but there in the in Vasgore, you have to reach reach out. You have to go out of your shell. You have to go out and ask them 
to go out on, out of your comfort comfort zone, you know. That sounds like an insane experience. Uh, you also mentioned earlier that you lived in Toronto for a bit. What was that like? Uh, from the beginning, I, I love Toronto. I love Canada. It, for me, it was like a second America. Yeah, my church pastors, when I was six years old, they were from Canada. And my my best friend for that time, when I was five, six years old, it was their daughter. After that time, I talked to them. I, I again, connect with them. And... Um, Every summer, I wanted to think where I'm going to, mm. where I'm going to go this year, where I'm going to head out this this time, you know. So after Chicago and a couple of new places, I thought, let's see if I can work at summer camp there in Toronto. So I reached out and I asked her, "It's some place you guys have that I could work or do something? I'm trying to learn English as fast as I can <laughs> uh, and it told me yeah sure let's 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 check for something so I went I work in dishwasher in the dishwasher in a camp there in, no in Toronto in Texas Point and I remember it was my first time my first day there in the dishwasher thing I had a couple of a group of co-workers from Australia and I couldn't understand a thing. <laughs> it was impossible. But I, I, I had a very, really good friend. It's called Jared. Jared was a great friend uh, in my first time in Canada. He was Australian. I was a Spanish boy. And we just connect. We just connect. First year, summer come, three months. That's it. I came back to Spain, study, 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 and waiting for the summer because Every summer, I needed to, to travel. I need to go outside. So I repeat, I went away. I went to Canada again. But after the summer was ended, I, I decided I'm going to skip classes here in Spain. I'm going to stay a little bit longer until January. Nice. So I, I thought in my head, let's study outside. Let's study here in, in Canada. I could study. I can try. I can try. At the end, that was uh, my first big experience there in Canada. So I stayed all the summer and all the winter, and then a little bit longer. <laughs> nice. So at the end, I was there for almost a year. Um, I experienced the whole the Canada, Toronto thing for me. So Toronto is a big city. It's not like Germany. I had a small town. I had a big town. Toronto is really huge, and it's multicultural. You have there uh, from Spain, you have from Peru, Chile, America, Korea. I have a lot of friends from Korea. You have tons of people and interesting guys to meet up, you know. Um, also, if you wanted to hang out, you have people everywhere. You have uh, things to do everywhere. So that's awesome. That's That sounds I, so cool. So yeah, Toronto was a great time. I developed my English there. I get better in English there in Toronto. Also, I, I had trips. I did Algonquin Park. It's wow. a, like, a, like a natural park. That was the time I grew up my love into photography, into wild, wild photography. Because here in Spain, the animals are really difficult to find. 
So you can find those animals, but it's difficult. You need to know the place, you need to have the good weather, and you need to know how the animal moves really, really concrete, you know, really specific animal. But in Toronto, in Algonquin Park, you have animals everywhere. They just don't care about you. They are huge. I saw moose, I saw black bear. I had a photo where I have a red blue jay eating in my hand. That was so cool. That was a great time for me with the experience outside in the wilderness. And that was like the, the seed that I need to, to grow up into this photography natural thing. How did you find your roommates and get your life set there? After summer camp, I stayed at this officer's house. Okay. They they gave me the, the accommodations for a couple of months. But then I moved out uh, away from Toronto. I went to Sudbury. It's okay. like five hours from Toronto. And I stayed with a couple of Spanish guys, Spanish, um, Spanish people, who we were connected by um, the Reddit. We meet up and we say, okay, let's let's try to make a rent, a rent, no, pay a rent together, and live here for a bit. So I stayed the Christmas. Oh, well, no, I was from October, the end of October, November, December, at the beginning of December. I stayed there in Sudbury. Then I came back to Toronto. It was so cold. Talking about the weather is one of the things that make me uncomfortable of the places I I have been. I don't, I don't like instability. I don't like yeah. instability. Germany is terrible in the weather is terrible. Canada yeah. is the worst with weather because in winter you have snow everywhere, but not this snow. You have mm. huge, huge, huge hours of snow in front of you. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about Toronto. We've been there. It was beautiful. We found it to be super multicultural. Yeah. Did you make it off the coast as well? You know, they have those islands that you can take a ferry to out on Toronto. Yeah, I, I did. I did. They have the islands. <laughs> yeah. Which is not, um, I mean, you go there, it looks like a sea, like an ocean. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. That's yeah. It's just like, uh, just like Lake Michigan here. Right. I think for me, that was my, my favorite part of Toronto. I think that Toronto had a lot to offer as far as like culture, food and the whole thing. But being able to get outside and kind of have an island that you can like do some light hiking on or some running or biking. I would do that if I lived there or if I was to visit again, I would spend so much more time there. For me, Toronto, 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 like it's, uh, as the town, like the town, it's just all about jam sessions because mm. they have, you have pubs everywhere. It was all about every weekend going to Algol Queen Park and during the weeks, going to a pub for jam sessions or to hear music in life because they have really good culture of music. That's pretty much it for me, for me at least. Thinking of music, did you get to play there as well outside of playing yeah. euphonium on the street? It's not the same thing because in Hanover, in, in Basgore, it was Basgore, yeah. every, every, every week mm -hmm. and I had the same people. But no, in Toronto, 
it was so huge. Every weekend, every weekend, every week, you had different people. You okay. have different uh, musicians, such great musicians, like the high level of musicians. It was really cool to develop uh, also for me skills in jam sessions because uh, at the end in Basgore, the jam sessions were made by me. So I don't have much more to develop. Uh, like uh, sharing with other guys other instruments that's cool gotcha. but in toronto you have a bar with a guy who is the lead of the jam session and teach you wh what you have to do now maybe i misunderstood so when you say jam sessions you were also going to play there it wasn't like you were going to a small concert you were going and bringing an instrument and joining in yeah that's what oh. i mean about jam sessions yeah. at the pubs at the pubs mm-hmm that's dope, man. That's kind of like what me and Rafa, you remember, we played together when we were in Spain a little bit, right? Si, si. That's kind of like what we were doing. That's so interesting. Well, that sounds like a, a great way to make community. And do you keep up with any of these guys? It sounds like, you know, those chapters of life were maybe five to 10 years ago, but in Vasgore or in uh, Toronto, is this scene still kind of active, you think? Uh, Vasgore, yes, they keep doing it. Sweet. Uh, I have tons of friends there. It's beautiful the um, relationship we have, you know. Um, also, it's easier because we're in Europe. <laughs> Germany, Spain is not really far uh, from each other. And to Canada. So in Canada, I have, yes, I keep some relationships, but not all of them. I mm -hmm. have lost a lot of contact. Also, because most of the relationship I have there, it was really fast and really quick um, at the moment. You know what I mean? Uh, the big relationships I have with the people there in Canada uh, were from the guys from the church, the guys that I meet up every weekend, the guys that I meet up uh, rehearsals, rehearsal, you know, those guys, yes, I still keep talking with them. Sometimes some guy from Canada asked me on Instagram, hey, I'm coming by to Madrid, let's hang out. Yes, sure, let's do it. Because in Germany, I live there. I've been with them for two years. They know me and I know them. They come here. I go there. It's different. That's like a great way to, to travel. I think that it's so different to peek into a trip like Toronto and then Vasgore. Yeah, Vasgore. Vasgore. And then to be able to compare those two, but obviously it's you, right? So in both contexts, Music is key. Music is at the center. People are key, right? People are at the center. Yeah, you're bro. connecting. But it's cool to be able to adapt to, you know, the big city life. Like you said, it's fast friends, fast paced, and it's kind of like quick in, gone. On the other end, right? And, and I don't know. Got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to. I'm butchering the name of this German town. I have that's a German wrong. name, but, uh, but it doesn't That's matter, right. That's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just think it's different to be able to, to compare those two trips, but from your, from your perspective of, of being able to see the music scene in each spot, uh, being able to jump around and get your curry worst on and like make, make really strong friendships as well as, uh, explore the, the space that Toronto has to offer. I guess that's my, I guess, last question. Does Toronto have any food that stands out? It's so eclectic, probably <laughs> difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Break it down. What's a good poutine? A good protein. You have fries, you have uh, meat sauce, mm -hmm. and that, that's, that's the key, the meat sauce. Mm -hmm. 
meat sauce, it has to be good. If you have a, a cheap, cheap meat sauce, sauce, it's terrible. It's gonna it's gonna taste horrible. Okay. <laughs> that's the difference. Got and it. after that, and after that, you have cheese. That's it. That's all. That's that's poutine. Fries, meat sauce, cheese. Now you can have different cheese, different kind of potatoes, different meat sauce. But when you have a good place that they make together really cool, really balanced, you have to try it. I think that listening to your stories helps me understand why I really enjoy my year in Spain, um, you know, getting connect over music, right? Getting to connect oh. over being together for an extended amount of time, you know, versus just something that was in and out. I think that it makes all the difference uh, in how much you enjoy a place and even in a place that might not seem that enjoyable, right? You were in Vals Vasgore. Yeah, Vasgore, nice. <laughs> I finally got it in Vasgore. And yeah, that town in your at first glance may not seem super impressive, but the people, right? The people, muy acogedor, yeah. right? Like, acogedor. They like invited you in and like kind of, yeah, you guys were family for a little while, right? So We were family. Well, before we close out today, is there any trip uh, that you wouldn't recommend on the bad trip side? Any of your, what's your worst trip? <laughs> It's not because of the place. It was because of what happened between the travel. It was uh, going to Canada my first time. I had to make uh, a stop in in New York. Terrible. The worst decision I ever made. That stop was a nightmare for me and for my college uh, who was with me uh, uh, traveling to Canada. It was terrible. We get lost uh, in, in the airport, but we get lost. The, 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 our luggage got lost, God knows where. We, uh, the, the fly was canceled and they told us, okay, we're going to give you an hotel and a hotel room. We say, okay, fine, let's go. We go in the taxi. And the taxi at the at the middle of nowhere, he just told us, uh, "Okay, they didn't pay me enough. I have to stay here. I, I have to stop here." What? Well, what do you mean by we have to stop here? We were, were like in the middle of nowhere. I don't. I didn't know where we were. Oh my and god! Ismael, who was my my coach, we were like, "What are we gonna do now?" And this guy just took off. So I hijack. No, you say hijack. Oh, I, uh, oh you. <laughs> No, no. So there's two. So this is hitchhike. Oh, hitchhike. Hijack is you don't want to ever hijack anything. Hijack is oh, no? como ser ladrón de algo. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I didn't say that. Okay. Es como robar un coche o ser un terrorista de un avión. Wow. Okay. No, no, no. no, I, no. I didn't. I didn't do hijack. He's <laughs> okay. like I hijacked I, something. No, hitchhike, hitchhike. <laughs> hitchhike, okay, oh wow. <laughs> so we stopped cars. Well, uh, we asked, please, please cars help us out. <laughs> we did yeah. that. Um, I remember one guy stopped. I don't know if he was drunk. I, I don't know. I don't know. But he, he wanted to fight. 
He wanted to fight with us. It's like we were like, man, what was terrible? Dietrich was the hard, the worst experience that I have traveling from Spain to Canada. And so at the end, we sleep um, in the in the at the airport. We walk to the airport, and we sleep there, waiting for our flight. Wow. We had breakfast around there, stayed for one day, and then we we could. Uh, take a plane that was my terrible terrible experience not because of the place but because the moments uh, what happens um, mm-hmm. i love america i love it <laughs> that experience sorry no <laughs> not again <laughs> that's crazy well jfk that that stinks i guess transfers are definitely to blame uh some of that has been happening recently in the states but you know that happened to us on our honeymoon we lost our bags as well did you end up getting your bags back mm-hmm. eventually no, my bags, yes, they, like two months before, or after that, two oh months God. after that, and we were about to leave Canada, <laughs> we were about to come back to Spain. Gosh, that's crazy. Uh, um, what? <laughs> Imagine being that bad at your job. Like, that is crazy, right? Like, Man. the fact that you can do that, obviously, they don't lose bags all the time, but like, the fact that you, they could just have your stuff for two months. I still don't have my bag when we flew to our honeymoon. And that was five years oh, ago. Wow. I wow. Still, I still don't have it. Wow. So, yeah, I understand, man. I definitely, I I, I understand completely. Those, so those kind of trips with people that are not in the mood at that moment, they make you the worst experience ever. Oh, yeah. But, 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 but then... After that, you know, I have I've been in Canada, so the balance. <laughs> right, yeah. At least it happened on the way here and not just on the way home, right? So you still yeah. had, had some fun, right? One more time, do you want to just share uh, where people can find some of your most recent work? Uh, fauna original, fauna original. You guys have to go check it and write me, write me on MD. Yeah, yeah. Give me a message if you have any questions. Appreciate it, Elvis. Well, I'll see you soon, man. Uh, this has been great. This is an awesome conversation. And uh, say hello to everyone back in Spain of at the course, core. And for sure, they love you. Your family. They love you. They miss you, man. We miss you. For sure. <laughs> Definitely, bro. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, you think it be, yeah, yeah, yo. I could run the play. I could call for the ISO. I just like it better when we kick it with the lights low. And you let me think there's no aggression really high. If you follow Curie Curiosity on Instagram, you'll see that I've been peppering daily quotes into the feed. I appreciate quick, thought-provoking opportunities to reflect, so here's a final thought that I'd like to share with you for today's episode. As the holiday season kicked off this week, I was brought back to my hometown, and this quote by Ann Voskamp is the perfect vibe for interacting with my past and future without disrupting the present. I hope it serves you like it supported me. No amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future. Any amount of gratitude changes the present. Every minute that we spend together with W. Please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps other people find the show and we appreciate your feedback. Like us on Instagram at Curate Curiosity to see photos and videos for this episode and others. Thanks for listening. I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this has been Curate Curiosity. 
And as always, today's going to be a great day. Cheers. Ciao. And see you soon.